0: Hi, Family Church Waterside. Welcome to Sunday Night Local. Sorry, just a minute late there or so. Um, it's great to have you with us. I'm um, just looking forward to bringing the Word of God to you uh, tonight as we continue to look at the fruit um, of the Spirit. Um, yes, I'm really excited about um, talking about that further. Just going to wait for a few people to join. I've um, got a new um, setup tonight, I've um, got some brand new lights. So, um, up at the office, so hopefully my face is nice and clear, uh, not too bright, <laughs> not looking like Moses, <laughs> shining with the glory of God. Um, but yeah, give me a thumbs up on that. Um, yeah, it's all looking good. But yeah, it's great to see you all. Um, yeah, let's just wait for a, a few seconds just for more people, to, uh, more people to join in. Um just want to mention before we get into the Word of God, uh, um, just a couple of announcements about some things that are coming up very soon. Um, some uh, some physical gatherings are getting off the ground, so we've got Powerhouse Prayer Meeting um, tomorrow night. at eight o'clock at the Parish Hall in Hive. Um, as with all events, all physical gatherings, you need to register in advance. I've already sent email, text, etc., out the links um, for that. Um, so it would be great to have you with us uh, tomorrow. Uh, tomorrow evening at eight, we're gonna have some praise and worship, listen to some praise and worship, and just get in the presence of God and just seek Him. Seek him together. So that's going to be awesome uh, momentum is getting off the ground momentum Youth is getting off the ground at starting this Friday It's relaunching as a physical gathering. It's gonna be half seven um, at the parish hall till 9 and that's then gonna be running every uh, Friday night. Don't forget to sign your youth up um, If you've got children um, of that age um, that will be great um, They need to sign up again um, in advance of that. So looking forward to looking forward to that as well and also um, Sunday night like local um, in three weeks time uh, this this broadcast stream live stream whatever you want to call it um, it's going to be a, a physical gathering um, so it's still going to be a live stream but it's also going to be a physical gathering where people can come to as we just gather around the word of God and just continue um, you know studying from the bible um, so people are going to be able to come to that again that'll be at the parish hall um, I'll be sending out more info that soon but that'll be happening in three weeks time so you can come to it but it'll still be live streamed from the on the parish hall that makes sense okay so um yes, yeah, so three weeks a day the 25th um of October great stuff great so yeah get signed up for all of those all of those things so hopefully so just uh have you some people joining now it's great to have you with us and uh, great to see you and yeah thank you for prioritizing our uh, gathering around the word of god to see have you got the kids in bed if you've got kids and um yeah let's gather around the word it's it's it's, it's gonna be good i'm excited about what god's uh god's gonna bring what's god's gonna teach us uh teach us tonight praise god let's just pray thank you god lord we thank you lord for your word lord we thank you lord it is truth in a world which is confused at times and And there's there's just so much confusion and uncertainty about what truth is. Lord, we know that your word, Lord, is truth. Lord, and when we apply it to our lives, when we apply that truth to our lives, Lord, it completely changes us. Lord, it completely transforms us. It changes from glory to glory, Lord God. And we just want to be more and more uh, like you. Just speak to us, Lord, through your word tonight. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Praise God. So... As I mentioned, we're going to continue looking at the fruit of the Spirit. There's going to be a whole series of going through all the different aspects of the fruit. Remember, it's remember it's not nine different fruit. Um, it's uh, all different aspects of, of the same fruit that, that God wants to produce all of those aspects of the fruit uh, within us. We've been looking at 1 Corinthians six nineteen, just to give a very short summary where we're up to. Um, 1 Corinthians six 19, Don't you realise your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit who lives in you and was given to you by God? You do not belong to yourself, uh, you, for God bought you with a high price. So we, we belong to God, and the Holy Spirit dwells within us. He's cleansed us, made us holy. The Holy Spirit could only live in a holy vessel. So praise God that we're now cleansed and, and holy, and the Holy Spirit dwells within us. And because of that, we can live um, in the power of, of the Spirit and men. And he also wants to produce fruit in us. So That's what the fruit of the Spirit is. It's, it's fruit that God desires to grow in us, he wants to make us more and more Christ-like and more and more like Jesus. The Galatians 5, 22, 23 basically is, is, is you could argue it's, it's just a description of who Jesus was. And this is how again it relates to how uh, God wants to make us more and more and more Christ-like. It basically is a description of Jesus, isn't it? The Holy Spirit with Jesus' is kind of fruit in our lives. Well, this describes Jesus and his ministry. It was love full of love and joy and peace and patience and kindness and goodness and faithfulness and gentleness and self-control so they're, they're the different aspects of the fruit uh, that god wants to grow in us and to make us more and more like jesus and there those nine aspects of the fruit a description of who jesus was and and, and how how he acted um and we can't we can't pick and choose god wants to use all of those in us amen and we've been looking at um a couple of the last couple of weeks an intro three weeks ago and we looked at love and last week we looked at joy and we looked at um, I'm kind of just going through it, going through it in order, um, in the order that's written there in Galatians 5. And we looked at joy and what supernatural joy is, and that God wants to uh, produce supernatural joy in us. The world has an, an element of understanding of what joy is, but it's nothing compared to the joy that God gives. That's completely uh, supernatural. It's not dependent on circumstances, it's not just mean you're exuberantly happy. It goes far, far deeper, uh, deeper than that. Amen. We looked at the scripture where this is the day that the Lord has made. We will rejoice, so we'll rejoice or be full of joy and be glad. And every day is an opportunity uh, for joy. Um, also when we go through difficult stuff, that's an opportunity for joy. Sounds strange, but that's what the book of James says. You know, consider it pure joy when you go through trials of every kind, because it's an opportunity for God to, to grow you in that in that situation. It doesn't mean to say that God brought the trials, but He can use every situation to bring joy and to grow that and to grow that in you. Amen praise god and then we look to the joy of the lord is your strength so as we operate in joy in every aspect of our lives whatever our circumstances that just brings such just supernatural strength just just keeps us right on the straight and narrow just keeps us strong in who god's who god's called us to be amen so now next we're going to look at peace and look at what peace is now if you watched this morning's live stream you know that G uh, Jesus, Jesus did talk to us, um, but Pastor Andy was the one preaching. Um, Pastor Andy was preaching about no Jesus, no Jesus, no peace. So we've already heard some things about peace. I just want to draw some more things out about peace um, this evening as we look at this aspect of the fruit. Now, firstly, what what is peace? What does it actually mean to have peace? In my my observation of of just human beings and people who I've worked with you know, in, in the secular environment uh, before I was in um, Know, kind of employed church ministry um, is that people desire peace in their lives and people try and find that in different uh, uh, different ways um, you know that some people are trying to almost drown their sorrows um, you know people do different things people do yoga and some people do meditation i don't mean christian meditation you know, the, the, the stuff that isn't good um, you know trying to empty their minds and trying to focus on good things and some people just get out into nature and not, not, nothing wrong with getting out into nature but but they're just trying to find peace and then some people just go out into solitude and just want to be on their own or go go down the beach and they're all trying to find some sort of um inner peace and that's what the world is searching for i mean who wouldn't want peace uh, in their lives right but this but as in everything god has the answer to those those eternal questions you know where do we find peace those eternal questions where do we find love or what is true love what is true joy what is true peace and any and other aspects of the fruit God answers those questions uh, that people have amen you know and so God can provide supernatural peace it's, it goes way way deeper than just just some sort of tranquility or getting out to nature you know we live in a lovely part of the world um, you know around here in the new forest and you, can, you know you can get out you know pretty much in the middle and the middle of nowhere and, you know there's no cars and we can kind of hear is nature and birds and and there's kind of no one around and you know it's peaceful it's lovely but it must surely it's much deeper than that and it is it is much deeper as lovely as those things are it goes much much deeper uh much much deeper than that praise god yeah you know, so god desires to grow peace um in us and it's a supernatural peace. it's not some kind of natural peace it's not even just like amazing natural peace no it's, it's not a natural piece at all it's completely supernatural john 14 verse 27 jesus said this i am leaving you with a gift who wouldn't want a gift from jesus right i'm leaving you with a gift it's a gift of peace of mind and heart and a peace and a awesome god jesus wants to leave left us with a gift peace of mind and heart and and then jesus went on to say the peace i give is a gift the world cannot give so don't be troubled or afraid. So the peace that Jesus gives is a whole different chart, a whole <laughs> whole different, a whole different level, a whole different plane to any kind of peace that the world may claim um, that they that they found or or discovered. It's a whole different level. It's total supernatural peace of mind and heart. And the peace is the world cannot give it. And then Jesus goes on says, so don't be troubled or afraid. We don't need to be troubled and we don't need to be afraid. You know those can be very real emotions. You know when we're going through circumstances uh, in life, but we don't need to be troubled or afraid because of this supernatural peace that God wants to provide for us and and to grow uh, to grow in us. Amen. You know, in fact, J- Jesus is described. Of course, one of his descriptions of Jesus is of the Prince of Peace, and and it talks about the peace that the peace that that He will bring us. And in in one of some of the um, Messianic scriptures in the Old Testament, that means the ones that are prophesying about who Jesus. It's going to be. This is a very well-known one that often gets quoted at Christmas. It's talking about the birth of Jesus, quoted, um, sorry, prophesied by Isaiah and Isaiah nine verse six. For to us a child is born, and unto us the son is given, and the government will rest on his shoulders, and he will be called Wonderful Counselor. All these things are awesome. <laughs> awesome descriptions of who Jesus is: Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. So Jesus is the Prince of Peace, the King of Kings and the Lords of Lords, and the Prince of Peace. He's the great peace giver. As he said, I'll leave you with a gift. You know, peace in your mind and and in your heart. Amen. You know, and ultimately, of course, Jesus was the peacemaker between us and God the Father. He brought peace through the cross. I don't know if you ever heard people use just use the phrase, I've made my peace with God. And you know, some people, some people out in the world are not sure what they mean by that. But for us as Christians, we know that is absolutely true. We we have made our peace with God because of the cross and because of because of God, uh, sorry, because of Jesus taking all the wrath, uh, you know, the wrath that was due for sin and, you know, including our own sin, of course, and taking it upon himself that we now have peace. Jesus went through turmoil so we could have peace. It's another, you know, it's a whole nother, kind of, you know, uh, Bible study we look at in itself. But the incredible divine exchange that takes place on the cross. And Jesus goes all that turmoil and and pain so that we can be provided with peace. He, he exchanged all that for peace uh, for us. Amen. So we can have supernatural, the reason for saying that is we can have supernatural peace with God because we have made our peace with God. Because of the cross and that's brought us peace. The great peacemaker, the Prince of Peace, died for us took our sin upon the cross, he has brought us peace or provided a way of us having peace. So for those of us who believe is listening to this, as believers listening to this, you know, we can have peace with God because we've made our peace with God. And that's all because of the cross. The great peacemaker has provided a way for us to have peace with God. All we've done is accept it, accept Jesus into our lives, accept the reality of the cross and the resurrection and all that means uh, for us. Amen. So hopefully as as christians we know, all know that's true we've made our peace with god the great peacemaker the prince of peace on through the cross is made our peace with god as we we've accepted provided a way, and we've made peace you know by accepting that accepting jesus into our lives and accepting what the cross has done for us but but the kind of the angle i want to kind of look on off the back of that is well, so why is it if we know all that's true then as christians sometimes we still don't have peace in our lives you know be real about this stuff is my observation as a pastor this is this has been true in my own life i haven't always felt like i had peace uh in my life some situations i've gone through i've I felt anything um, but peaceful and you know that isn't god's desire for us and um, I mean, i'm not saying we should shut down emotions you know because god has made us to be emotional beings We're not shutting down emotions but what we are talking about is what god wants to grow supernaturally um within us so Why is it an aspect of the fruit of the spirit that God needs to continue to grow in us? We know that we can have peace; we've made our peace with God. We know that we're on our way to heaven. So why is it sometimes we can still struggle with that? We can still struggle with stress and anxiety, uh, etc. Why is that? I've I've had to deal with that um, sometimes in my own life. Why is that? When we know the Prince of Peace and what He's done for us, Amen. So I just wanted the angle I want to come at tonight time's going very quick um, already as it always does at Sunday Night Local but I just want to look at two main reasons so firstly is is we don't give our burdens over to God we don't give our burdens over to God and and both these aspects I'm going to look at they're both things where the onus is on us remember there's nothing that God needs to do more to give us peace The, the great peacemaker has already done everything he needs to do the Prince of Peace has done what he needs to do on the cross but it's about this is about how we respond to it. And this is how God wants to grow this fruit in us. So firstly, we don't give our burdens over to God. Philippians 4, 6-7, Paul says this, very clear. Do, don't worry about anything. As <laughs> easy as heaven, doesn't it? <laughs> but it's Paul's statement. It's obviously it's truth, it's scripture, we need to listen to it. Don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank him for all that he has done then you will experience god's peace which exceeds anything we can understand his peace will guard your hearts and minds as you live in christ jesus so remember jesus said about giving us peace peace that the world cannot give um the way it will be peace for our hearts and minds but so paul talks about the key to how we receive that peace it's a gift from jesus but how we receive that peace and it's about not worrying and, and praying and what this is talking about is is giving our burdens over to God. Tell God what you need. Is what Paul says here, thank Him always done. Then you will experience God's peace, and it's a peace which exceeds anything we can possibly understand. We Looked at, it, it's a supernatural peace, and then we will guard our hearts and minds. So are we ever guilty of that? That that you know, when when things are going on in our lives, maybe some stuff going on in your life right now. Then then rather than praying about it, you're worrying about it. And what I want to say to you is that that's not God's heart for you. God want, doesn't want you to live in stress. He doesn't want you to live, you live in anxiety. He doesn't want you to struggle to sleep at night. He doesn't want your mind just to be overwhelmed um, by circumstances and situations and you know, kind of what's going on in your world. That is not in any way God's heart for you. He wants you to have peace, but the onus is on us. And this an onus is on us to pray and to give our burdens over to God. You know, Jesus taught, doesn't he, in Matthew, uh, Matthew 6 in his incredible sermon on the Mount, through matthew four five and six and seven and 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 matthew six where he talks about do not worry and goes through a whole aspect and how trees of you know trees of the field they don't worry about you know what they look like and and birds of the air they don't worry about how they're going to fit how they're going to be fed um know, worrying can't basically add anything to your life it's basically it's it's pointless is what jesus was saying it's fruitless it doesn't produce anything um, other than stress in our lives and you know the key to it is to seek uh, his first kingdom and his righteousness all those things, all those practical needs that we they have and are real, then they will be added unto us. Amen. So do not worry. But the key to it, as Paul says, is to pray, well, to seek, as Jesus said, is to seek his kingdom first and all his righteousness, but also to give our burdens over to him. So seek seek God first, but also give our burdens over to, over to God. If you're feeling burdened right now, give. I'd encourage you to give your burdens um, over to God. You know, Jesus Jesus said I haven't got the scripture reference for this one, um, but Jesus said it, you know, about giving all our burdens for him, for his yoke is easy and his burden is like, Come to me, all you who are weary and thirsty, you know, and I, and I will give you um, I will give you rest. You know, that's that's God's heart heart for you. If you're feeling weary, if you're feeling burdened, you know, come come to Jesus, he will give you rest. Do we do we pray about everything? You know, who asked you to carry your burdens? You know, sometimes you meet people in life and this is not in any way a judgmental statement it's just an observation sometimes i meet people and they're so weighed down by what's going on in their lives and you know they may be very real things and very different you know natural they may be very difficult situations but what i want to say to you and i'm not saying this in any glib way but just it's just truth and it's who asked you to carry your burdens well god has not asked you to carry your burdens in fact jesus made it very clear that you can come to him when you're feeling weary and he will give you rest 1 peter 5 verse 7 says you know cast your cares upon him unto god because he cares for you you know he wants you to cast your burdens on he wants you to throw your burdens you know onto, onto him amen you know in my life i've, I've had issues um in my, in my in my past distant distant past um well not that long ago actually uh, but in my past um where i've just had to deal with um anxiety and and the stress and i had problems problems sleeping um and yeah, it was tricky, um, you know. And I had to come come through that and come through the other side. And you know, went through some went through some difficult times. But what I just knew so so much of myself is just how I can cast my burdens onto God. And 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 knew that supernatural peace, that divine exchange, as I, as I cast my burdens onto Him, He casts His peace onto us. That part that peace that goes beyond all human understanding. because it's, it's not based on circumstances. Amen. You may be feeling anything but other than tranquil, but you can know the peace of God when you cast your cares onto Him. Anxiety and worry it doesn't get you; it doesn't get you anywhere. Amen. You know, David, King David in the Bible, he dealt with a whole load of stressful uh, situations. In the Book of Psalms, and there's so many psalms to just encourage us to praise God in all circumstances. And there's different different things, and and David going through uh, difficult situations, and sometimes and crying out to God, sometimes lamenting about uh, his struggles and what's going on. I mean, as well, and there's there's different things, but you know, David faced a whole load of stressful situations, and so I want to look at Psalm uh, Psalm four. It says this in Psalm four, verse six to eight. David wrote this. Many people say, "Who will show us better times? Let your smart, let your face smile on us, O Lord. You have given me greater joy, uh, joy. that last week. Give me greater joy than those who are, who have abundant harvest of grain and new wine. In peace." I will lie down and sleep for you, O Lord, for you alone, O Lord, will keep me safe so that's God's heart for you now when you know the peace of God that peace that passes all understanding you you know that he will keep you safe you know that your life is completely safe in his hands then at night you can lie down and sleep and sleep in in peace have pleasant dreams and you know wake up refreshed uh, in the morning that is God's Heart for you, amen. And that's something that David had you know realized for himself with all kind of the real difficult situations he went through. The promise to have peaceful sleep. Amen. There's a there's a very old hymn, which some of you may know, depending on your age or how long you've been um, being, been going to church, um, which we sung probably 20-30 years ago, but I certainly knew as a child. it's an old old hymn called What a Friend We Have in Jesus, and and some of you may know it, and, and the first two lines of that great truth, it says. What a friend we have in Jesus, all our sins and grief to bear. What a privilege to carry everything to God in prayer. And it really is a, it is a privilege, isn't it? To be able to carry things to God, to bring our burdens to him. So if you go through stuff right now, it's a privilege. Bring them to God. He wants you to. It's not because he doesn't know about your burdens. Remember, it's not you're not giving him information. He's fully aware of what's going on in your world, but he doesn't want you to be burdened by it. Bring it over to him amen it's truly is a privilege so if you're feeling anxious and worried in what's going on in your world right now or at some point in the future i'd encourage you to pray that's what that's what paul said to do is, is to pray you know sometimes you know we can be our own worst enemies and we just become you know a bit like um eeyore in winnie the pooh and we just become woe is me <laughs> you know and oh no oh no it's all gone wrong and we can we can become you know become kind of insular uh, insular like that and so when we're looking or so focused on our circumstances and god doesn't want us <laughs> to be like eeyore um you know he wants us to, you know, us to be full of joys, we looked at last week but to, be, but to be full of his inner peace that peace that passes all understanding so if you're struggling in some things in your world right now make sure you're praying about it make sure you're casting those burdens um over to him so so we look at jesus being the great peacemaker but why do we not feel why do we feel like we haven't got peace in our lives sometimes even though we know that we've made our peace with god so sometimes it's because we don't give our burdens over to god and secondly and th- sorry i need to get the right bit in my notes for a second And secondly, um, it's because we're not surrendered to the will of God. So firstly, it's because we don't give up burdens over to God. We we try and carry them ourselves when that's never God's intention for us, God's plan for us. And secondly, we're not surrendered to the will of God. Now, you may be thinking, what's that got to do with peace? But I'm just just going to bring out some truth um, out of that. Now, in a dictionary definition of peace, one of of the definitions of it is it's the end of a war or or the end end of a conflict. they have that you know it's a natural war and it comes to an end they say oh now we've got peace right and sometimes there can be a conflict that's going on within us sometimes a conflict um going within us is to is to you know living out the will of god in our lives you know because obviously when we become a christian we have a brand new nature the old has gone and a new has come and you know the old nature is dead and buried but sometimes there can still be a battle of wills you know, if we're all honest about these things, if I'm honest about these things, there can still be a battle, battle of wills, you know, going on in our lives. Um, almost like a conflict within us. Almost like a battle for supremacy, if I could put it in that way. Basically, who's in charge? Who is in charge of your life? Is it you or, or, or is it God? And if these, are, these are big questions for us to answer in our lives. You know a good analogy with this is, is to look at look at children you know and i think about i think about my own kids and i don't know you may not all have kids but we've all been kids right and the analogy of children and and, and none of us are perfect parents but but good parents you were trying to steal that um into your children you know from a young age for them to understand and obviously they have to you know become young independent um, adults as they get older but when they're when they're young children they have to need to understand who is the boss and because You will have all sorts of problems. Um, so have discovered this, or maybe we were like this, maybe you were like this yourself as kids, maybe, maybe I was like this myself as a kid. I don't know. Um, that's ask, ask my dad about that. Um, you know, you have to understand, children have to have to understand and be taught basically who is the boss, and you know, there have to be bound, you know, if a child has been brought up in a secure environment, then there have to be boundaries and they have to be rules, not in some authoritarian way, obviously, but just in order to keep. Um, children safe and they need to understand basically who the boss is they can't decide what time they go to bed and they can't decide whether they do or don't want to do the homework and they can't decide well i just want to play on the xbox all day i don't want to, go to school you know that, that's, that's not how it works you know that it wouldn't be good parenting just to let them do that you know and it's um you know it's the same with god it's just things that god wants us to um you know that god wants to do um in our lives but so often you know our own will will try and get supremacy and there can be a conflict going or a lack of peace uh, because of a conflict that goes within us Right, you know, I was think about just using a natural analogy think about the end of World War one and Which of course was um, 11th of November the 11th the 11th in 1918 and we of course that's why we have Remembrance Day um, Is on the 11th of November or Remembrance Sunday it's the Sunday nearest that that date when we remember remember all people have been lost in the first World War and and in subsequent uh, subsequent wars as well but anyway but that's but the kind of the official name for that day is Armistice Day, because it was the day that, that, that the Germany um, surrendered um, to to the Allies, to Britain and America and the other French, etc., and all the other Allies. And therefore, the First World War was horrible war. But the First World War was finally was finally um, over in 19, uh, 1918. It's called Armistice Day, or we could call it Peace Peace Day, because when there was they um, the kind of the Germans army finally surrendered. The german generals and now the reason we're using that analogy is to make this is to make the point is that once there has been surrender once there was surrender then then there could be peace and there cannot there could not have been peace without one side thankfully <laughs> it wasn't the allies having to surrender thankfully it wasn't us um but there, there couldn't have been peace you know following the war um you know unless one one side has surrendered right and that's how, how wars work it end, ends up with one team one team team, have one army, you know, surrendering, surrendering to the other one. Then you can have peace. So it can only be peace when there's been surrender. And that's, that's there's so many analogies for that in our in our Christian Christian walk. And and so often the reason we lack peace or there can be like this conflict and battle um, going on within us is because we haven't fully surrendered to God's will. We haven't answered that question in our lives. Basically, like like go back to an age of children. Basically, who is the boss <laughs> who is in charge here? Is it my will? or is it god's will you know the israelites who of course had in the old testament had a very much an up and down journey I'm self-inflicted it was never god's heart for them um, to have that journey but have had a very much an up and down journey um, and you know sometimes things were good and sometimes things were bad and somewhere sometimes things were kind of in between and it was kind of you know all dependent on on the king at the time or the israelites whether they were being obedient to god or disobedient to god um you know, but they only had peace and there was so much conflict would go on and there'd be wars and sometimes they'd taken off to exile and sometimes they'd lose battles because of their own disobedience. And peace only came you know, when they fully surrendered to the will of God. And you look at kind of read, well, 1st and 2nd Kings and 1st and 2nd Chronicles, talk about the different kings and eras that, that happened in the history of Israel. And You kind of see basically it's good king, <laughs> things go well, bad king, uh, things go terribly. And, and that's and you kind of that. It's like an ongoing cycle round and round and round. But you know, when, when you had a king and, and the people who submitted to that king and therefore you know submitted to the will of God as well, then they had they had peace in the land. You know, but when they had a, a king who wasn't so good and the people followed that that not so good king and they'd worship idols and, and, and foreign gods and all that kind of stuff, um, then they had they had conflict and wars and battles and taken off into slavery and, and taken to Babylonian exile and all kinds of things that happened. So, you know, Matthew six, verse ten you know, what is often called the Lord's Prayer. One part of that is, may your, where Jesus said, taught us how to pray, he said, may your kingdom come soon, may your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And, you know, one, a big accident, we should absolutely pray that God's will gets done on, on earth. We would, I'm sure we'd all agree, um, as Jesus is saying here, that God's perfect will is done in heaven. Let's all we'll be praying and believing, you know, of all that's the craziness of our world right now, that his will will be done on earth. But i just want to kind of bring it back to a more personal level as well which i believe this is what jesus was also uh intending to mean is may he's also saying but may your will be done in me as it is in heaven now that is a prayer that starts with us it's just some kind of generic thing Well, i'm praying that governments do the will of god and we should pray that absolutely and etc um but also that may your will be done in me as it is in heaven that's a prayer that starts with us you know so it's a it's a so often we can have a battlefield coming going on in our in our minds as well, just a battle for supremacy. You know, when, when thoughts come and when temptation, thoughts, or thoughts of temptation, you know, come into our mind, oh, the devil's bombarding us with stuff and, you know, you have to take thoughts captive. There can be a battle going on there, but you have to decide who's in charge here. Is it the temptation? Um, is it the temptation that's in charge? Let's say you're tempted to lie, let's say, in a certain situation. What are you going to do about it? Well, Paul talks about taking thoughts captive. Because, again, it's a battle for supremacy. Is the lie going to win here? Is the sin going to win? Well, or it starts as temptation. Temp- temptation itself isn't a sin, but it won't take root. It becomes sin. And so is that temptation going to become sin, or am I going to deal with it? Who is in charge here? Is it the temptation, or is it is it God? Whose will is in charge? Is it my kind of you know selfish will, or, or is it the will of God? May your will be done in me, as it is in heaven. Paul talks about this, 2 Corinthians 10, verses 4 and 5. For though we walk in the flesh, we do not war according to the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty in God for pulling down strongholds, casting down arguments and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. Bring every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ. So here, that's what Paul's talking about here, taking thoughts captive. If you've got thoughts of temptation and you're bombarded by things, whatever those temptations may be, temptation to sin um, in some way, then take those thoughts captive, deal with them. Say, no, in Jesus' name, I command those thoughts to go. Take those thoughts captive, make them, make them obedient to Christ. It's a battle of supremacy, they're going on in your mind. It's a, it's a lack of peace, right? It's, it's a conflict going on in your mind. God wants you to have peace in your heart and peace in your mind is God's intentions for you. Amen. So take those thoughts, those thoughts to do things your own way and make them obedient to Christ. Because surrender will lead to peace in your lives. Amen. So, yeah, so just kind of want to summarise, really. So I trust that's spoken into your life. But God wants you to have supernatural peace. God wants to grow that fruit within you. God does not want you to have stress and anxiety. God does not want you to feel there's conflict within you. God does not want you to feel that there's conflict um, in your mind. And you're always battling with stuff or battling with temptation or you know, battling with sin when those temptations and turn into sin if they're not taken captive um, in the right way, as Paul was encouraging us to do. If you feel there's a battle going on with you, or kind of a lack of inner peace, you know God wants to deal with that in you. God, God wants you to to, uh, to grow that fruit uh, within God wants to grow that fruit within you for you to experience supernatural peace each and every day of our lives. Amen. It's a peace that goes beyond all understanding. It's beyond anything the world can give. It's a, it's a great gift, as Jesus said. But there's, but there's two things, you know, and there could be other things as well, but the two, just focusing on this evening, is one, don't take burdens upon yourself. If you're feeling burdened, take them to God, pray. Cast your cares onto him. It's not God's heart for you to carry your burdens. He's never asked you to carry your burdens. Don't feel weighed down. God's heart for you is not to feel weighed down. He's never asked you to carry your burdens. Men, give them to him and, and pray about them. Release them, cast them onto God. Amen. And secondly, let's be a people that surrender to the will of God in every area of our lives, you know, because then when we, when we surrender, you know, we're like, just like in a war situation, once I surrender, then there's peace. When we surrender, then we can have peace. That conflict will be over. That battle within um, will be over. You know, and I just want to be a person in, in my life that you know, is always surrendered to the will of God. And I'm sure you, I'm sure you do too. Amen. And there will no longer be any more conflict. You have peace in your mind. And, and peace in your heart when we've dealt with the issue who's in charge is it my will uh, is it god's will Amen. because god's always got his best intentions uh, for us amen god is so so good let's, let's just pray thank you god thank you lord thank you lord. lord thank you for all the aspects of the fruit of the spirit lord we just thank you for peace lord we thank you lord that your peace is not a peace like the world gives some sort of half measure some sort of Uh, you know attempt at peace it goes it's on a whole nother level it's supernatural it goes beyond understanding lord god and we thank you for the truth of that lord god lord and i pray there'll be a people lord where you lord Lord, where we just submitted to you and you're able just to grow that aspect of the fruit lord within us each and every day lord god because we'll be a people lord that i'll give our burdens over to you if there's anyone listening right now and they're feeling burdened lord i pray that they will just lord know Lord, lord that you want to take those burdens upon you Lord, for them to come to you, as you said, to come to all you who are burdened, and I will give you rest. So they will know that, Lord, that supernatural rest in Jesus' name. Lord, as they give their burdens over to you, I pray they'll sleep well at night. Lord, pray against stress. Pray against anxiety. Lord, just pray about, Lord, with people who have physical symptoms and, and feel sick and for their stomach's tied in knots and, and other physical symptoms, they could be a stress, we just stand against that in Jesus' name. Lord, we just speak peace, Lord. Lord, over those people listening who may be experiencing that. Lord, and anyone else, Lord, Lord who's dealing with the second issue, Lord, of, of conflict within them. Lord, I just pray, Lord, tonight, Lord, they will, Lord, just uh, Lord, surrender themselves fully to you. Lord, if there's things that are, are dominating their life, or there's a sin that's taken root, and that's taken hold, it started as temptation, but then it's become sin and taken root in their lives. Lord, tonight they'll make the decision to surrender their will completely to you. Lord, and as they surrender, Lord, then there'll be total peace. The end of conflict. Lord, they make the decision, Lord, just to, to, Lord, to, to go with it, Lord, the reality, Lord, that you are in charge, Lord, that you are the boss. Lord, we're not our own. Lord, to go back to scripture right at the beginning, we're not our own, Lord. We've been bought at a price. Lord, we belong to you. You are the boss, Lord, and you have the best things for us, Lord, in, in every, Lord, area of our lives. Lord, we thank you for the truth of that. Thank you for your incredible supernatural peace. Amen. Amen. Praise God. So thank you for listening to this. And um, whether you be listening to this live or be listening to this later, it uh, it's been great to have you have you with us. And don't forget about the uh, different gatherings that are coming up uh, very soon. And um, you've been emailed and texted, etc. And I mentioned them right at the beginning. Uh, so I was going to mention all again, but yeah, get yourself signed up. And um, you can't just turn up on the night because of track and trace etc. You do need to register um, in advance, um, just so we know who's coming and what the numbers are etc. And um, so we have your details because. Yeah, no, that's required to track and trace. Um, praise God, but it'd be great, yeah, you know, to, to see loads of you at the prayer meeting um you know, tomorrow night at eight. So have a very, very blessed week. Myself and Wendy I continue to pray for you and you know, believe in God's best for you um during this time, you know, we very much miss you and yeah, have a very, very blessed week. You know, we'll be praying you know, just for God's God's supernatural peace and love and joy and all the other aspects of the fruit. We know those, all of those in such a real way this week as, as God desires to grow those in you. Amen. Amen. Bye.